Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, I wonder if there's been a time when your spouse said something to you and you thought, yeah, got it, but it turns out you didn't. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage department here at Focus, and every couple has misunderstandings from time to time. Sometimes those can be funny, right, Greg? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes painful. Yes. painful. I remember one time where we were going hiking as a family. So we we're going to stop, I think, at like Chick-fil-A and grab some food and then just go off and picnic as we're hiking. So I thought I made myself very clear what I wanted. And so I dropped the family off because I had to go get gas. And so when I came back, I discovered quickly that uh, everybody had exactly what they wanted but me. And so, so there somehow, was no oops, food for you? Right. I'm like, how how did this oops, not work, oops, our oops. communication? And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. And All right, fine. So, so, I, so back to the gas station, yeah. and you got a hot dog. Well, I drove into the Chick-fil-A <laughs> line, ordered what I originally had asked yes. for. Um, to pay for it, though, I could not locate my wallet. I'm searching everywhere come to find out that I'd actually dropped it. It fell out of my coat pocket at the gas station. Oh, my. In this, this, luckily, this older gentleman found it. And then he, because I have one of those wallets that has the phone there, plus my license and credit cards, and it's all kind of one thing. But if you lose the one thing, you lose it all. So I guess he wanted to return it to me. So he plugs in my, you know, address from my license and heads to our home. Well, meanwhile, I, you know, I'm thinking it's been stolen because it's nowhere. Yes. And then we can pull up, you know, find your iPhone and we see a, the dot kind of heading towards our, our neighborhood. And so we call our neighbor to say, Hey, this is weird. We think someone stole my wallet and they've got our address and they're on their way. We can see it. So, so our neighbor's like, okay, I got this. So he has a lot of guns. So we're having to tell him, listen, but don't do anything. I mean, we've called the police as well. Like, don't shoot way. anybody. He's like, don't worry about it. I could just imagine him in the bushes in you know, with a sniper yeah. rifle or whatever. Drop the wallet. And so when we pulled up there, we were thinking there was going to be like this big police takedown and, you know, our neighbor, whatever he was going to do. And so we see this this elderly couple talking to the police, and it turns out that they had found the wallet. They were trying to take it back before we canceled our credit cards, and they ended up just being just the, the sweetest, sweetest people, all because we miscommunicated About around my word. food. Yeah, That's what set it all in motion. Well, that's quite an example. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman has been married for many decades now, and he has some funny stories of his own. And... He sat down with Jim Daly and Gene Daly as well, and uh, they shared a humorous story from their relationship. Well, let's start with the big question. With all your years of experience, Kevin, as a marriage and family psychologist, what would you say is the number one secret of successful marriages? <laughs> well, I got to tell you this. When they asked me to do this book, I had a conversation with Mrs. Uppington, my bride. Her real name is Sandy, but my nickname for her is Mrs. Uppington because she's the classy one of the two of us. And I said, honey, are we, are we happily married? And she said, you're very happily married. <laughs> and so when I heard that, I said, okay, I'll do that book. But it's really pretty simple. Is You know, 
God gave us marriage as an opportunity to serve one another. That word serve is a little touchy these days in some circles. And I think basically it gets down to becoming an expert or really good at just knowing what your husband's needs are or what your wife's needs are and and servicing her, being a servant. And again, talk to a group of women. I talk to women groups all the time, and I say servant, and man, the ears are back. They're looking at you funny. But I got news for you. That's what marriage is. It's it's being a servant to one another. Well, in your book, The Intimate Connection, you mention this context of have a lifestyle of intimacy. What does that mean? Well, that's something you work toward. Uh, I'd love to tell you that most couples in the church have an intimate marriage, but my observation is they have a his and her marriage. They have the married singles lifestyle. Uh, they Married the, single? The married singles lifestyle. What is that? Well, they're married, but you wouldn't know it because so many of the things they do are reminiscent of the single lifestyle. So it's kind of like a roommate. In many ways. And women are the relational gurus of our society. They're like that little rabbit that keeps going. Uh, they hug anything that moves. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're wordsmiths. Uh, and so many times it's just easy with all the stress on couples today. So many men and women who have young children are in the workplace. I shake my head sometimes. I say, how do these young couples do it? It's just tough to find time where we can be together and share. Well, and you say one of the biggest reasons couples uh, feel disconnected is because they don't understand each other. Now, I'm sure that's not happening in your marriage after 53 years oh. to Mrs. Uppington, but I, oh. I mean, what, what, what's at the root of that? You, we don't understand each other? Is that the problem? They're so weird, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know Gene's loading up here, man. Well, just no, keep going. It's like digging your own pot there. But digging no, but your hole. Just hear me out for a second, then you can harpoon me. <laughs> they go potty in groups of 6, 8, 10, 12. <laughs> it's not uncommon for a woman to say, I'm going potty. Anyone want to come along? It's a social event. Men I'm, do scratch their head at that one. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's a social event. <laughs> they talk and... And talk and talk. And women, you know, men like sort of the USA Today version. So, sort of, because most of us as men are, like to be problem solvers. Yes. You know, and my plea to women, because they tell me my husband doesn't talk. Your husband will talk, but you have to know how to approach this dude, okay? If this is late breaking news for you, if you're driving, hang on to the wheel. Us men across the board. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. About 15% of marriages are not represented, what I'm about to tell you. But we men, across the board, hate your questions. <laughs> we don't like the Y word. We get defensive. If you want your husband to talk to you, trust me on this. Honey, could I ask your opinion about something? There's not a man in this building that doesn't have an opinion. I'm not saying it's a good opinion or a right opinion. I'm just saying we got an opinion. Well, those are some really funny examples. We heard from Kevin Lehman and Aaron. I think it's pretty common for us as husbands to misunderstand our wives. I mean, I don't even have to really try. I just do that naturally. How do you encourage women to be a little more direct 
a little more succinct, a little more black and white when communicating with their spouses? I would start from the place of just to assume that things are more than likely going to be miscommunicated because the stat says 70% of the time communication is miscommunication. Hmm. For example, last week I took our 13-year-old to the Natural History Museum and I was so excited because I looked up and there was this sign that said elevator and underneath it said L, a sensor. And I was like, oh, and I, for some whatever reason, I thought it looked like it was like a, a viewing deck. Like there yeah. was another floor and I don't know why there was, I saw something else that led me to believe this. And so we're standing on, the, we get on the elevator and I'm like, well, where's the fourth floor? It only goes to three. And I'm like, no, 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 this is on the fourth floor. And Annie looks at me and she goes, mom. And she has her cell phone out and she's Googling something. She goes, L, a sensor is Spanish for elevator. (laughs) (laughs) And I stood there and I went, well, that's a communication blunder right there. And that is what it's like when we are communicating with our husband to assume that he's not going to get it. He's going to hear something very different than what we're intending. So start from that place. So ask him to clarify, what did you just hear me say? Not rudely, but just, hey, what did you hear me say? Because... He's got his own filter that he's running everything through. And as well as make sure that you're coming from a place of openness, because if you're getting frustrated and irritated with him, say, hold on, I'm going to go take care of me and I'll be right back. And then re-engage again. However, it's also very kind to ask him, hey, is now a good time to share something with you? Because I know Greg will often say it's like I'm drafting him into this battleground that he doesn't even he didn't ask to be signed up for. Yeah, and that, that so, happens. That happens so often in my home in the mornings. Dina's nestled in. She's got her coffee and her Bible, and she's been thinking for some time. And I am in what I call go mode. And I know that if I step into her world for just a minute. <laughs> I'm sucked into a you know a 15 minute theological conversation, which I love, but not when I have a meeting in 35 minutes and yes. I got to be at the office or whatever. Yeah, so it's simple, c- common courtesy is, is to now ask, a good time. Hey, is now a good time? That's a great question. Uh, anything else that you would add for women, uh, just in terms of making sure that you're communicating well with your husband? So often as women, we, and I know this is so true for me personally, um, 80% of the time these stereotypical things are true, but often we are quite animated and we have a lot of emotional feeling words and details that we want to throw at our spouse. And the truth is, as men, they can get so overwhelmed with the emotion and that takes them off target they, they start going on, you know, how, how many different pathways. And so just recognizing in this, in these opportunities, in these situations, less is more. Yeah. I appreciate so much your insights. And uh, listen, as Erin uh, has been sharing, um, communication is really important. It takes two of us to communicate well. And so often it gets garbled, lost in translation. We have a lot of tools here to help you. Uh, Beyond what you've heard today from Dr. Lehman, there's his book, The Intimate Connection, which is so applicable, whether you're newlywed or you've been married a number of years. uh, This is a really helpful resource. We also have a free marriage assessment, and uh, over a million people have taken this. Uh, It's going to help you and your spouse better understand each other. Uh, Details for both of those resources are in the show notes, as well as an opportunity for you to donate. 
And if you can, contribute to the work here at Focus on the Family. Uh, We'll say thank you by sending Dr. Lehman's book, The Intimate Connection. A monthly pledge of any amount or one-time gift of any amount. Either way, please know that your donation will make a difference in our efforts to strengthen marriages worldwide. Next time, we'll hear from Mylan and Kay Yurkovich about working through sexual problems in your marriage. And for now, on behalf of the Smalleys and our entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.